Hello and welcome to the Banks Fit Podcast with your host, myself, Andy Banks, where we discuss fitness, family and fulfilment. So strap yourself in, whether you're doing the dishes, out for a walk, maybe driving the car, and I hope you enjoy this next episode. Yo, how's it going? Andy B here. If you're over 30, stick around. It's going to be diving into why you kind of have to suck. <laughs> and yeah, why you kind of have to suck and basically not achieve very much at the start to be able to get to a place to achieve lots of things and get to your goals. And this is just based on my opinion. So yeah, take it with a pinch of salt. Um, it might not apply to you. But hopefully, if you're over 30, you can get some value from listening to this next little piece. So <clears throat> firstly, I want to explain what I mean by, you know, making zero progress, sucking. Um, what do I mean by that? So I mean that whenever you decide that you're going to improve anything or do anything um, that you haven't done before, there's going to be a period of time, a run-up, that, you know, it feels like you're not really making much progress and you're not getting results. And especially if you don't have any sort of skills or abilities around the area that we're concerned with. So to illustrate, if you are someone who is really good at maths, right, for example, then if you decide to start doing physics, then you might find that that uh, maths gives you some context to help with the physics. So it gives you a bit of a leg up and maybe uh, you don't have that grindy period where you really suck at doing the physics. Okay, and you feel that you've got a little bit of a leg up and you can progress at a faster rate. Same with sport. If you have some level of sporting background um, and some athletic background and then you try out a new sport, you kind of have a leg up and you might have less of that grindy period than an individual who has no sporting experience and no athletic development. Now, when it comes to an area where you have no experience, and for a lot of people, um, that can be fitness, nutrition, transform their body. The experience they might have might be, yes, they used to be fit and active when they were younger. Um, for nutrition, it might be, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, like, I used to be able to eat what I wanted when I was younger. And it didn't really, you know, nothing really happened. Okay. Um, so it, it's kind of like if you have your fitness results or you have, uh, or you had fitness and you had a body that you were comfortable in, etc., etc. Uh, when you were younger, then you might have that or have had that regardless of actually how good you are at nutrition and understanding fitness and understanding how to look after your body. It might be a regardless, right? Those things might not actually have been important at that time. You didn't have those things because um, other elements of your life we're just supplying um, the results. So for example, if you're in a, a more active job or you had a more active lifestyle, then it allows you to consume more food and have uh, the body that you were confident in, for example. Um, whereas as you've got older, maybe you've got a career, got a job, um, got kids, got into more sedentary role, that has started to shift. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute, I actually need to understand my body. I need to understand nutrition. I need to understand what I can do in fitness to change this, to get back to a place that I'm more comfortable. So 
um, yeah, starting off from ground zero, a lot of times, a lot of people that I train and bring on board and coach, um, yeah, they, they don't have, yeah, they're start, they're, they're literally starting from ground zero, okay, because they might say, I tried this diet, I did keto, I did a shake diet, I did this, or I went to the gym. So, yes, maybe like a basic, really, really fundamental understanding, like, of, you know, this this food has some protein and going to the gym is a place where I can go to get fitness. But in terms of understanding their own metabolism, so um, how many calories do they have to consume for maintenance, how much protein, fat, carbs that do they require, what kind of exercise do you actually enjoy um, that fits in with your schedule? There's so many questions that we can start firing out, okay? Um, they don't have the answer to those questions, so they're starting from zero. And if this sounds like you, um, then yeah, you're starting from ground zero, and this applies to you, and you probably are going to get suffer. <laughs> suffer is a bit strong, but you're going to have points where you feel that you're not making any progress and that you just suck at the whole process. Um, and yeah, it feels grindy and not fun. And so I, I want to give some personal examples as well on this. So when I started going to the gym at the age of 18, so 14 years ago, I had no idea what I was doing uh, when I went. So um, if I think the first time I went, it might have not been 18, maybe 16 or 17, I went with my dad. And so I just followed exactly what he did, which was chest and arms, right? You go in, you do a bit of bench press, or use a chest press machine, you do some curls, you do some arm work. There was no legs, there was no back. <laughs> and so that was uh, my learning experience. Um, so... I had zero knowledge, and then I was imparted some knowledge from my dad at the time going to the gym. And then got into fitness, started reading about it, and then started realizing that oh, there's a lot more to this than just turning up to the gym and training the muscles that you like to train and that you can see in the mirror, right? There's a bit more to it in terms of what I wanted to achieve, which was to get stronger, build some muscle, improve my physique, to improve my confidence, all that kind of stuff. So then I had to develop the skill set of Understanding basic nutrition for building muscle and getting fat off my body. And I had to understand what exercise to do um, to best get the result that I was looking for, which is at the time gain more muscle mass and have more strength. Um, so had to learn all, about all those things. And that meant going from being complete novice, like not understand, like not even knowing what protein is, uh, not understanding what progress overload is, just not, yeah, zero understanding. And so now that I look back, at the things that I used to do when I was training at 18, I'm like, God, like <laughs> there was so many, there was like so many things that I could have improved to get better results at that stage when I was training. Uh, because of now I have a lot more knowledge. So, but I had to go through that period of not having any knowledge and basically sucking to get to the point. Um where I could get, you know, I can get results and I know exactly what I need to do, what next step to take in order to keep moving forward. So like we said, going into personal training. Okay, first became a personal trainer, no idea what I was doing. Got your PT qualification, level three, um, sports science degree, all the academic knowledge in the world, but I had no idea what, you know, how, how, how do you get customers? Um, what's the best way to coach people? How do you impart the knowledge to people 
um, in a way that they can understand and utilize it really quickly to get results because that's what they're there for. They're not there to get and you know the academic knowledge that you have. They're just there for you to take them from a, uh, point A to point B as quickly as possible, whilst providing some education. Um, so learn all those different things. Okay. Firstly, had to suck. Had to go through a period of not having clients, of struggling to retain clients, of struggling to get results with clients, to learn and improve. Okay. Now, recently, business owner. So having uh, members of staff working inside the business, no idea how to lead people. Absolutely suck at it. Um, no idea how to manage a business from financial standpoint, from marketing standpoint, sales standpoint, having a team, fulfillment, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Had to suck at it, had to endure some pain, still still have you know, still haven't learned about it, so on and so forth. Content creation, like I'm doing here, like creating videos, creating podcasts, stuff like that at the start. Absolutely suck at it. Okay. So hopefully there's a pattern from my personal experience, you know, yes, at times, <clears throat> excuse me, at times there are going to be transferable skills. So you're going if you've got some context, or if you've been a sporty person or you've had some interest in nutrition. And that can certainly help you transform your body and give you a base level to work from. But most people, um, if you haven't had amazing results in any area of your life, this doesn't just go for fitness, but I'm focusing on that. Um, you are going to have to deal with the grindy point where, yeah, you just aren't that good. So, um, where was so you are going to have to deal with that grindy point where you are not that good. So let me kind of explain the, the typical journey of someone over the age of 30 who wants to transform the body and how that period actually looks right how the period of <laughs> sucking and making zero progress looks how they transition from that period to starting to win starting to achieve starting to move towards their goals so um the first thing is usually breaking down misconceptions when it comes to nutrition and exercise because people usually come into wanting to transform the body with some idea from their past. So that can be, you know, um, used to go to the gym, used to do some running, used to be fit and active, used to play sports, um, did Weight Watchers, Slim World, did some sort of dieting, um, did some sort of bodybuilding style diet, all these different kind of things. So they've maybe tried things in the past um, or they've done things in the past that... Yeah, they've got some results from previously. And so sometimes wrongly, they attribute, uh, attribute, sorry, <laughs> attribute, uh, attribute some of their success to the wrong things. So for example, I used to do a lot of running because I played sports that required a lot of running and I used to go running and I was slimmer then. So I should run now to lose weight. Comma, okay. Um, completely not the case. Okay, running is running about is certainly going to have uh, allow you to burn calories, but it, there's nothing special about it, um, and you don't need to do it to lose weight. I cut out bread, or I cut out insert whatever food, right? Cheese or chocolate or sweets or alcohol, and I managed to lose weight in the past. So they uh, attribute cutting something out of their diet with success and losing fat. Another example, it's a misconception. You don't have to cut anything out. You can have whatever food you want and still lose weight. That doesn't mean you can have whatever amount of those foods you want, but it means you can certainly have them in rotation in your diet 
and still get results. So a lot of time it's dealing with those misconceptions. And that can be painful to um, unhook them, okay? Because, yeah, there's a certain emotional attachment to those beliefs because they might have served you in the past. So cutting out X, Y, Z foods might have got you results in the past. So then you um, you think that that's what leads to success and it makes you feel that you're doing good work. So you continue to do that. Um, same with exercise. So if you run in the past or you went to classes or you went to the gym in the past, those kind of things are going to uh, make you feel like they're going to drive progress. Okay. But the reality is they won't. So at the start of the journey, it's going to be unpacking some of the false beliefs that might be holding you back from getting results now, because some of those things, uh, those beliefs around food, around nutrition, around exercise, around um, making progress in this thing, have to be challenged and broken down so that we can create the space for the new beliefs that are going to allow you to go forward um, and serve you better. Okay, certainly serve you better. So understanding that when it comes to fat loss, it's just calories in, calories out, and creating a calorie deficit and finding a way that you can consistently do that. Number two, um, exercise. The mode of exercise that you do is actually the least com uh, important component of exercise when it comes to body transformation. It's more to do with the consistency of which you can actually turn up and do the exercise. So what I mean by that is like, if you like going hiking and like going walking, then you can consistently do that three, four times a week or you know two, three hours a week versus going to the gym that you absolutely despise and hate and don't want to do and you find boring and yeah, it just isn't for you. Despite the fact that going to the gym and doing resistance training from a scientific perspective is going to give you better results in terms of um, how uh, muscle mass, how your body might look. Um, it's of my opinion that doing the hiking is going to serve you personally better because you're going to consistently do it, actually turn up because you enjoy it. So yeah, the, the first thing is breaking down those the old mindset, installing new beliefs, and then it takes time to prove those beliefs right. Okay, so that means staying, uh, keep doing, the, keep doing the, the daily tasks, keep doing the work until you get the results. They will come in, and I can guarantee that, you know, <laughs> from my coach's perspective, because this is what I do for work, right? It's what I do is help people to consistently apply uh, the changes. And then the results start coming in, and then you start to, those old beliefs shift, the new beliefs come in, and that is when you start to really start um, getting great results, start to, to win and start to achieve the things that you've wanted to uh, achieve. But you have to kind of go through that grindy period of challenging those beliefs, doing the work, so actually taking the action steps, what little things you need to do for a period of time before you start to see the results. And there's also often is a period in there where you're taking the action steps, but you're just taking them a little bit improperly. Let's take the point of um, changing your nutrition. Maybe you keep slapping up <laughs> on a Friday night, drinking a bottle of wine and eating a cheesecake. Um, maybe on weekends, you you know, you know spend time with your family and that sort of derails your progress. And there's little things that you have to do around that, challenges that pop up that you have to sort of circumvent, come up with a solution for so that you can move forward and apply uh, the new principles and the uh, to consistently keep taking little actions to move forward. So that is the messy stage, okay? And that is why at the start, it might feel really grindy. You might think that, oh, this just isn't for me. Um, I don't like exercise. I struggle with nutrition. 
it's just because you have to start from ground zero, okay? Unless you ha- unless um, you're listening to this right now and any of that made sense to you and you're like, oh yeah, actually I understand all these things and then you know, you're probably not listening to it, you've probably switched this off and <laughs> moved on with your life. So if you're listening to this right now, drop a hashtag live and if you're listening to it on the replay, drop a hashtag replay and if you're listening to it on the podcast, hi, how's it going? <laughs> so yeah, so that is a typical client journey, okay? Getting your spell, um, installing your beliefs, setting up a, a new action plan, actually taking the action and consistently chipping away at it, and then moving on to getting results. Now, when it comes to getting results, the analogy that I like to give that I've seen a lot is the results and the winning and the achieving is the tip of the iceberg. Everything else, all the work that goes into it, all of the failures, all the challenges, that's all below the surface. And people don't see that. And so people will think that people who have the things that they want, the results that they want, if they're on social media or they're their friends or whatever else, if you know someone who has the things that you would quite like to have, you're probably just seeing the tip of the expert. You're probably just seeing the stuff above the surface of the water and going, oh, it looks really easy for that person. It looks really easy for that individual. But understand that there has been at some point a learning process in a period where that person has probably sucked at whatever thing we're talking about and has had a period of making zero progress. And also, the further you move through your journey, the more obstacles you're going to come across, whatever as in life. And the more periods you're going to get where you feel like you make zero progress because you hit a roadblock and it slows you down or it levels you out or it actually knocks you back. Okay, so the, 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 if you stretch your time horizon out or whatever you're doing, there's going to be more chance that you get derailed, that you stop making progress. Um, but one of the main places that happens is right at the start, in the first run-up, where you just start putting the work in, trying to make changes, feel that you're not making no results. The results haven't actually arrived yet because you haven't put the work in, you haven't actually learned how to do it properly yet. So you have that period of, you know, um, if you're doing it on your own, so for the, for everything that I have done myself without coaching, the time period has really depended on on me as an individual and the context around the subject. That's what I would say. So, um, sort of learn how to do things in the gym. Probably had probably the longest run up because a really stubborn, typical bloke ego-driven and thought, hey, I can just learn everything myself. And so that meant that I had to troll through lots of YouTube, lots of articles, do a sports science degree. Yeah, just do my own personal research, which has mean, meant that it's a subject that I'm most well-versed in, but it also has a huge time cost. Like, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I genuinely don't know if I would want to be confronted with the amount of hours that I've spent reading or researching fitness. It's ridiculous <laughs> a long time right a huge amount of time um so yeah the, the, the period of time that i wasn't getting optimal results could probably span years that i could have shaved in half yeah I probably could have shaved those, that time period in, in half of and got better results quicker if i had just invested in having a coach myself to condense the knowledge and pass it on to me but yeah too much ego then when it comes to pt uh yeah see <laughs> pattern same story yeah so probably PT, it was a personal trainer for since 2013 and stopped just doing personal training in 2018. And I probably could have done that in half the time had I also had coaching input. But yet again, 
I think there's two sides to the coin. If you do the learning process yourself, um, you will have greater context and the, there's things that you can only learn through experience. And then if you get coaching input, you will get there faster, but you might lose a little bit of context and a little bit of the learning experience that you get with it. But as you progress through life, I think um, you probably want to, it comes down to, to time and money. So if you have the money, invest the money to shorten your time. But if you don't have the money, then you have to invest the time. Um, yeah, that's what it comes down to. And once you have context of understanding how tough it is to achieve things in life uh, once or twice, I think you can then, I feel, in my experience, you can apply that to other subjects and understand that you're probably cutting down the time that it takes you to get there. And then you just have to trust the, the source of the information that you're getting is giving you the best information, which is difficult. Um, because how do you know? <laughs> how do you know that that person has put in the huge amount of time to actually um, really understand their subject? Because there's so many people out there that haven't. <laughs> there, are, there are, there are this huge amount of people who haven't. And also um, to be an expert in a field. So this is something I've recently interpreted as to know, in my experience, to know more than 90% of the people walking on the planet about any single subject, I believe that you can invest 20 to 30 hours. If you invest a good, solid 20 to 30 hours in the right source, you can know more than 90% of the people walking the earth. I then think that that doesn't make you an expert. That just means that, you know, in your social group, you might be a little bit of an expert, but you're not an expert. To then go above and beyond that, to, to maybe get into the top 1%, you probably have to tie 10 times that amount of time. Yeah, so probably something like 200 to 300 hours to get into the top percent. And then to truly be an expert, then you probably have to, you know, you're then getting within to 0.1%, so one in a thousand. You're talking about 10 times that again. So exponentially, your knowledge, each pe uh, to get into the each, um, you know, to be like a, a local expert or a, a social expert in the top 10%, 20 hours, 20, 30 hours, to be um, someone in the field of a subject, okay, so the lowest level in the field. So that could be like, hey, I'm like, I understand fitness more than most people. That's, you know, 20, 30 hours. To get to the level where you are a personal trainer, I would say, uh, starting at the ground zero, you're probably talking 200, 300 hours. To get to the level where you are, an expert in the field of personal training, I think you could then have to 10 times that again, okay? And this probably isn't for every subject because the depth of subjects uh, hugely differs. But just something I found, just a quick note, okay? So, yeah, with that being said, if you want to shorten the, the journey, that's what I do with my clients, if you want to shorten the journey of improving something, get a source, get someone who's going to funnel that information for you and then give you the right information at the right time so that you can expedite your growth and your journey. And you basically just don't end up messing around, uh, grinding and learning as long that period is shorter. Um, so yeah, the tip of the iceberg, you should know, so people only see the results. They don't see the grind. They don't see the, the period of time that you haven't been getting sort of the fruits of your labor because your labor has not produced any fruits yet, right? So because people don't see that, sometimes they think that that part is missing. They just think that someone has um, 
better genetics, um, more natural talent, has um, just some sort of advantage that they can't, you know, they can't put their finger on. They think that they have something else that they don't have. Now, I am not saying that those things can't exist. Of course they can, right? You're saying Bolt, for example, is the fastest 100-meter spinner on the planet, uh, not because he works harder or had, you know, this, this messy period of sucking and zero progress, more than anyone else, because genetics, right? But there's also a lot of hard work and there's all those things that go into it as well. So um, when we, we're looking at outliers, proper, proper outliers, they usually have um, some sort of genetic edge or some sort of leg up. 100% that they do. Um, but just looking at gen pop and looking at people that have things that you want, whether it be body or job, career, all these kind of different things that, you know, you might be looking at and observing and thinking, hey, I would really like to have that. I'd like to have that skill set. Um, I would argue that a lot of the time you underestimate the, the learning phase, the sucking phase, and the not winning phase that they have to spend in order to acquire those things. So, what can you do with this rabbling information? <laughs> okay, what can you do when you understand that you probably, if you want to transform your body, if you want to transform your life, if you want to do anything, you're going to have to suck, right? And you're going to have to go through a period of making no progress or very little progress until you learn and then start to ramp up and your labor starts to pay off. What can you do? I think it's important to set minimum standards of showing up on a weekly basis in whatever endeavor it is. But, you know, I'm going to focus on it. I'm all about fitness, I'm all about improving your body. So let's focus on that. So when it comes to fitness, it could be as simple as I am going to work out um, two or three hours every single week. And I am going to read about nutrition um, and for half an hour, and I'm going to track my calories for half an hour every single week. It's four hours total investment. And I guarantee that if you could hit that minimum level of standard, that literally within a year, you would be in the best place if you've never done anything like this, that you've ever been from a physical standpoint, from a health standpoint. Yeah, probably, you know, within six months to a year. And you would have more knowledge than, yeah, probably, probably, I mean, doing that... People just don't put, you know, people don't put a lot of work into this stuff. So I think you'd be in the like, top five, one to to five percent of people walking the planet when it comes to looking after your body, just with a four-hour commit. Um, I suppose it goes to show like how yeah, people people are just very, very short-sighted. They want to get results. We live in an Instagram society, so people want results right now. They just want to do the thing, get the thing. Um, and it's like, well, some things don't work like that. Um, especially things like transforming your body, improving your health, improving your nutrition. So set a minimum standard. Step two, find relevant sources of information. Whatever you want to improve, find relevant sources and just work through them until you find uh, someone who has the knowledge that you want, can provide the context that you need. So um, it could be that you want to lose weight and you're... Um, you know, in your 20s, right? You want to lose weight, you're in your 20s and you want to build muscle, right? So you want to go find someone, in this example, who works with people who are in their 20s, gets amazing results, gets fat off their body and builds muscle and builds an impressive physique. There are like hundreds of coaches that I know that are capable of doing that. So 
yeah, go in and find a source. If you're in a fortunate position where you can afford coaching and you would like to get some time back or shorten that period of time that it takes to get to the results, then you can invest in coaching. That's all it is. Coaching is just going to help provide the context, give you the exact steps and shorten the time that you have to go through the sucking and not making progress. Um, and then when you get to the roadblocks that inevitably you're going to hit on the journey of improvement, they're also going to be able to help to circumvent those, hold you accountable and support you all the way through that journey. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Right? That, that's what you can do with this information. If you feel at the moment that you suck at something, are making zero progress, and really would like to be in a position where you're winning and getting results. And yeah, you can apply that to anything at all. It doesn't have to be fast, it doesn't have to be improving your body. So I appreciate anyone who's listened to me chatting about this today. And yeah, my mission at the moment is simple. I just want to give over 30s the exact steps, the exact tools, the exact knowledge to transform their body, to get in great shape and not to need to you do like boring diets or boring exercise. Because I think that's, people get drawn into that. Like, oh, I'll just do this intense exercise program or I'll do this, you know, eat rabbit food and go on chicken and rice and punish myself until I get through results. And it's not going to work, right? It's not sustainable. It's not fun. You won't stick to it. So, yeah, maybe after, you know, if you want access to some of those steps, I've got like a five-day metabolic kickstart, nice little short course that actually expands on a lot of things that I talk about. Um, it gives you the exact steps that you can take to start transforming your body right now, completely free. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I'm up, up to at the moment. I just want to create, um, a, 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 basically give out all the information I have possible to give you the exact steps to be able to transform your body, get in shape. And yeah, it's free free information I'm just giving out information at this point and maybe maybe you want coaching maybe you want the context and then yeah get in, get in touch simple as that so thanks for listening bye